Hello and welcome to the Zone of Hot Truth, a D&D podcast where three aspiring DMs talk about their opinions and spicy hot takes on some hot button issues that uh hot button hot button issues that have been kind of kicking around the uh tabletop RPG scene. I'm Eric. I'm John and tagalongs are better than thin mints. I'm Grant and English muffins taste bad when they aren't toasted. Wow, that wasn't very spicy at all. But no, okay. not spicy. I, probably taco seasoning on some. Well, see, English not everything muffins. needs to be spicy when what you say is just an objective fact. Yeah, actually, you see, you see, no, uh, no complaints here. Yeah. Exactly. Today we're talking weapons and all the the little edges that uh, martial classes try to do to be seen by uh, spellcaster senpai. Edges. And, I see what you did there. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I was pretty proud. I was pretty pleased with that. I, it's it's very funny. Thank you. Thank you for saying that in the least funny tone of voice. But Please clap. Let's start with the rapier. All its D8 dex goodness. Is this a bullshit weapon? No, I think, I think it, it's fine. I think it is. I think it's fine. I think it's kind of bullshit. Right, why is it bullshit? The whole point of the martial classes is that they're supposed to be better at just wailing on people and dealing damage through their brute strength and overcoming the enemy's defenses. And the rapier as a dex weapon just kind of defeats the purpose of playing any of the truly, like, purely, like, martial class, like the barbarians, the fighters, because they're trying to use their their strength weapons. Meanwhile, the rogue over here is dual-wielding rapiers, dealing more damage than the fighter or the barbarian could ever hope to, and I guess I just have to use a rapier then. Well, that's I I wildly disagree with I think every every piece of that sentence that you've instructed there. Why do you disagree? Right. What's the disagreement? So so the strength weapons do have the best damage dice available. The reason why the rogue does more damage to its target isn't because uh, that that D eight of from the is really separating it from like. The 2d6? No. it Like, compared to a greatsword, it's much less. It, it is... The problem isn't in the comparison to the strength weapons. Like, I can see an argument for in comparison to the dex weapons. It is... I can see reasons to pick different strength weapons. Barbarian, it's better to pick a d12, uh, like, great axe, because of your brutal criticals. That makes sense. Uh, for, like... Most other strength classes, you might want to go for the great sword for the two d six, or maybe you want the versatile long sword, which is also a d eight. So at at worst, you're on par with the rapier, and you also have a shield. So at worst, you're on par, and you have the option to go up to two handed. Uh, the problem that I see is in comparing it to why would you pick a d six like a d six short sword versus a d8 rapier and that's to my point which i'm going to monopolize a little bit of time here and grant can counterpoint as long as you're this. making interesting points the problem is that damage types don't matter in fifth edition that's that's the actual problem problem uh, yes i so i think that's a that might be a can of worms because i think that's a problem but i think that's a different problem i i, I think it is this problem so like the very purposefully from previous edition they have completely trimmed down like different properties of weapons there's like 
versatile two-handed special throne and i think that's it there's maybe more something that i'm missing but more or less there's like five or six weapon properties uh compared to previous editions where there were much more to like much more separate different weapons so the only thing that they have to separate a short sword a d6 from a rapier is that damage dice and the damage type so is it a I problem think... though that as far as thematics that and I think like it or love it, you have to, I think there's there's no question that if you're using decks, you're pretty much using a rapier because you're feel, there's at least some sort of implicit pressure to use a rapier over a sword sword. It feels bad to make a purposefully worse choice, right? I have an idea for how you could potentially fix that, even leaving the rapier with a D8 and just slap on that special tag over the finesse tag and make it so, yeah, it's a dex weapon, but you cannot dual wield it with a with anything. That doesn't really. Well, no, because then you, you can't use it with a shield. You can't use two rapiers. You can't use a rapier and a dagger. Okay. Then, if you want to dual wield, because you give it the special tag, you cannot have another weapon or shield in your offhand while using the rapier. Then suddenly, there's an interesting choice. Okay, if I want to dual wield, I got to go dagger short sword or two short swords or dagger hand axe you can't just have two rapiers you have, there's some more thought here i don't know about thought but that i think does get to john's point which is the there needs to be more properties um, yeah, you could give it the duelist property do properties actually add interesting choices or do they just add more crunch i think it adds so okay now i'm going to contradict myself i think it does it, it does add more crunch i believe that is incorrect for fifth edition so on the player side, I do think a limiting of that uh, of like because that's another thing that has to go on your sheet, another keyword that you have to write down that you have to remember what that actually means. I, there is tons of uh, like homebrew stuff out there, supplements for different weapon types that have like actually literally fifty different properties that you can attach to stuff. They turn the uh, game into Pathfinder. Exactly, and it, it it makes it way less readable and way less understandable and way more shit that the player has to understand. So my argument for what to do with it is actually have there be more resistant types on enemies. Like right now, like can you think like Marshall's definitely more more of a nerf? For sure. No, no, no. Oh, that's that's not what I mean. Shush. What like. Be, but what John's getting be at more is thoughtful. Of, and... Yes, like like uh, what is there? Like uh, skeletons take uh, double from they're resistant uh, to uh, resistant from slashing, bludgeoning, vulnerable I to think. bludgeoning. Yeah, so stuff like that. Where okay, it doesn't necessarily hurt this cube when I pierce it, but when I slash it, that does do damage. Stuff like that. So. Stuff, reason for you to change up properties. Maybe even maybe that even opens up other choice of having multiple weapons to switch between. Instead of just going, well, all I ever do is I took the pole arm master feet, so the only weapon that I'm going to use from now on is the pole arm. I mean, I think that is, I think that's where five e uh, generally is trending towards is specialization versus versatility. But Grant, uh, you were talking about uh, having a development with those tags. Yeah, like, I think, piggybacking off of John, having 
I don't know if like having more special tags or versatile or finesse like those types of tags having more of those I think would help more than the damage resistances. I I think the damage resistances should be more important, but I think with this with regards to this specific topic, I don't think it would add too much more crunch to just come up with a few more weapon tags. Well, no, because we aren't talking about, like, coming up with 50 or 100, just, like, two or three more of them. Maybe just one on the rapier. Okay, let me, con- let me contrast that real tag. quick. You had to search what versatile meant. You've played D&D for a really long time. I would say... No, I double no, I double-checked finesse. Yes. Sorry, finesse. Yeah, if you're going to call me out on, on, on podcast things, at <laughs> least call me tag. on the thing that I was actually a wrong A different on. tag. I think the point... Uh, yes, the you're cool making point my point. <laughs> stands that adds that does add crunch because you're somebody who plays at least what twice sometimes three times a week and that information was was something that i mean granted you only play spellcasters generally speaking but this that's is some, true. that's something to keep in mind is really, is that crunch actually adding anything to play devil's advocate off of that real quick is uh, well no because even advocate. with simpler systems because we played take. simpler systems and i still sometimes have to double check rules there like no one will know a hundred percent of all rules at all times like people forget things here and there but then you the haven't played is... 400 hours of mouse ritter you've yeah. played 400 hours of D. now on kickstarter by the way the box it is box set. i mean to, but, but to be fair the only reason i double checked that is to make sure i had it correct for the podcast in my defense and you were wrong bitch get fucked okay i'm gonna offer an alternative <laughs> Because I, all you, you people with your weapon types and your weapon damages, all that does to me is is constrain the possible fantasy. Um, you want to make an easier way of doing this? Use your hit die. The barbarian uh. does a d12 regardless of what weapon he uses because the barbarian's fucking tough. When the barbarian punches with its hand, it puts a hole through something. Not because um, it picked... Uh, the punch type with a uh, brass knuckle weapon property enhanced by... No, no, it's a barbarian. When the wizard tries to uh, hit someone with that same great axe that the barbarian does, it just doesn't do the same thing. Because as a wizard, it's chosen other specialties. So the problem with that incredibly incorrect statement is the fact that then you lose all... You lose all of the, the, like, the feeling... Uh, Show like, me where that matters. In in like doing damage to things, like like then like how does a great sword feel any different than than a great axe? Does it need to? It does because I, you're you're does. making you're making a choice. You're making at that point you're just like talking about cosmetic dressing. You might as well say what color of what color pants am I wearing? Sure. Uh, the the thing is, I I, I don't think. You're defining, you're solving the problem by saying, you're saying the problem, this is a problem because it's a problem. Why is choosing a great sword, why does choosing a great sword need to be meaningfully different than the great axe? What's the difference? Because the different weapons in D&D do offer different advantages and disadvantages over, or disadvantages over others. Because Because they evoke fans. It creates interesting choices and it allows for different builds. It it lets two martial characters, no, it lets two fighters feel different because in your system the fighter using a dagger and the fighter using a lance it's going to be like the same whereas when you have the weapons having different traits and properties the fighter with the daggers he's doing some crazy thing throwing shit and then you have the other guy just 
dual wielding a great axe, dealing way more damage and like just laying into enemies that way, sacrificing the shield. Like it, it, it creates choice and variation even when you have two similar classes on the same side. And the the thing, I, kind of similar with different words that I was throwing on to Grant's was that they they do evoke different fantasies. Like, um, again, you want you want the great axe and the great sword to be big, meaty amounts of damage, uh, like because the they're big, meaty weapons that like look nasty and gnarly, like compared to like a a barbarian wielding daggers. Yeah, like that's why I use daggers in that. Yeah, example, like a, like a tiny weapon. Which is the easiest to do because they're on the, like the most like obviously opposite ends of the spectrum. You flavor but, it as a thug. It's not a it's not a barbarian in the traditional like Conan esque thing. It's this is a like the an enforcer for a thieves guild. They wield daggers, but their daggers are gonna put a fucking hole. It's not they're not the like go up and shank you type daggers. These are the like dagger through the heart and through like the back like. There's an excess of violence inherent in Barbarian, I think. So, like, I mean, you can... I don't like it, but I can kind of get behind where you're coming from, but why I ultimately think this fails is because the other classes, like, D&D allows for rogues, wizards, and these weaker, air quotes, classes to have physical builds, and if you just limit them to, like, they only get, like, a D6, no matter what they come up with the, with the spells and features, it just feels bad. Okay. And and what what happens when the you start with a level one barbarian and then the rest is wizard? With that, we'll leave it on that. Uh, let's go into our patented final thoughts. Just a tweet. I don't give a fuck about a tweet. John. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know how the fuck tweets work. I don't tweet. Uh, so yeah, I I think I think rapiers are okay. I think the problem is larger than I think the problem is larger than rapiers. Uh, it it is a pull between wanting to have more choice and less crunch to make it more accessible. I think Rapier is just the most glaring, obvious part where uh, there is a gap. And that's why it gets a lot of hate. It's fine as it is. Special tags. Rapier, duelist feature. Cannot have an item in your offhand fixed. Wow, honestly, I was expecting that. That is a... Um... A solution, I guess. Good or a bad, I think uh, some a designer. Maybe Jeremy Crawford would back you, but I'll let you interpret that for I'll what tweet that Adam. is. Design mine by special fits, case. Mine actually I fits in it. a tweet, so I can actually tweet mine at him. Uh. Again, again, I'm not policing your, your, your guys' final thoughts here. Um, I'm just going to tell you they're both bad. <laughs> I think the another way to manage uh, weapons is to look at what, what goal are you trying to achieve with them. If you're trying to have your party... Uh, and what John was talking about is having lots of different, you bring lots of different tools. You bring your, you go to a dungeon, you've got a war hammer for undead, you've got a uh, a sword for your fleshier uh, creatures. Then I think one way to police that is less through damage and more through resistances combined with inventory space. Because then the idea should be how many tools are you bringing uh, from your chest? Uh, you shouldn't be able to carry one of each because then effectively defeats the purpose. So you're saying I'm right. I'm saying you make a point. And I think the listeners can consider whether or not that's something they want to do. And ultimately, at the end of the day, play a spellcaster. 
So uh, yeah. you can reach us at the Zone of Hot Truth on Twitter. Uh, we're also available wherever podcasts are at. Obviously, you're listening to us, so keep on keeping on. Uh, if you could leave us a review at that podcasting app, uh, specifically iTunes or uh, podcasts. No, shoot. There's a, there's a, what's it called? Pocket Casts. Pocket Casts is the one. Podcaster on Pocket Cast. Um, we'd love that as well as that helps people uh, get in touch with us. You can also send uh, tweets at us as far as suggesting ideas for topics. Uh, we promise, uh, or I promise, or I, I cannot promise that the uh, opinions are going to be any better than the ones you heard today, though. With that, we just want to thank you for listening. And homebrew your own monsters. Otherwise, they suck. <laughs> <laughs>